Hey guys, welcome to a uh, special edition of Warrior Talk. Uh, this is Sean here. This with is Matt. Matt, and uh, we are joined by Kaylee May, coach of the uh, girls basketball team at Danville. Coach May, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, let's just jump straight in. You know, I just met you tonight. I'm sure we've seen each other <laughs> a lot of times here at the school. Um, you know, tell me, are you from Danville? Actually from Avon, so I didn't I didn't go very far, but I still live in Avon now. So. Okay, so did you play basketball at Avon? I did, played basketball, and then I went on to Butler and played basketball there, and so then I came right back to Avon and uh, taught a year at Southport, and then I came over here, and this is my fifth year at Danville. Okay, so tell me, um, what was it like playing college? Or well, college would be the next question. What was it like playing at Avon? Is um, Avon what then what it is today? We were much better. <laughs> we, I shouldn't say that. We we had a lot of success um, when I was there. We my first couple of years, we had a team that just didn't share the ball very well. Uh-huh. So um, when we kind of decided to play together and, and clicked a little better, we had a really talented class a year ahead of me. Um, and so when we all clicked, my junior year, we went twenty and three. Wow. Um, and it ended up losing, getting upset in the sectional finals by a young Ben Davis team. Uh-huh. So. Um, so yeah, the, the Avon team now they're, they're rebuilding and I think they've got a, a talented group, so they'll, they'll be pretty tough to beat the next few years. So do you see any of the coaches that you coach, that coached you or, or is that kind of turnover happened already? Um, there's been a lot of turnover, um, the last, uh, five to seven years. Um, okay. but I think, uh, coach West they have now, I think she's there to stay for quite a while. So. Cool. So tell me about, so Butler, did they recruit you? Was that a mm-hmm. walk on? How did that work? I was recruited. I actually committed my sophomore year, uh, which is pretty young. Yeah, I, wow. I, but I, it was one of those things where I was, I'm very family-driven. Uh, my family is notorious for rolling pretty deep in the, in the stands <laughs> <Yes they laughs> still to this day. <laughs> so uh, when, you know, when I had a, a hometown Division One school recruiting me, and especially an academic place like right. Butler, it right. was kind of a no-brainer. Um, so when they offered me my sophomore year, I accepted and... Um, and yeah, so I, I ended up there a couple years after that. What was it like playing college basketball? It's a job. It was it's very intense. I mean, they, they definitely own you. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was it was fantastic. I mean, have some memories that I never would have gotten otherwise. Traveled all over the country. Um, played some of the best talent in the nation. Uh, and it's fun to, to see some of them still playing in, in the WNBA. So mm-hmm. um, had a great experience and made a lot of lifetime friends and, mm-hmm. and family members there. So. Tell us, uh, what's your favorite story from college? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, radio appropriate. Yeah, right? Uh, gosh, well, radio appropriate doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's true. Barstool kind of, anyways, yeah. continue. Well, let's <laughs> see. My freshman year, we were playing in the uh, WNIT, um, and we won a last-second game winner in the first round and made it to the second round, and, and that's as far as we ever got. We we're in the same conference as um, – as Wisconsin Green Bay, who uh-huh. was always a top 15 ranked team. I mean, they were just invincible. So mm-hmm. we never made it onto the NCAA tournament, but um, but that was pretty cool, having a buzzer right. beater to, to go in a second round of NIT. What was, uh, what was your favorite away place? To play at? Oh, gosh. Um, 
Or where did the fans like kind of get crazy? Or I mean, I don't Green know. Bay was nuts. They would sell out every game for a girls' what, basketball game. It, it feels like any college in Wisconsin, no matter yes. how big or small they are, they're insane yeah. fans. Yeah. I don't, especially in Green Bay. I don't think they have a whole lot to do other yeah. than go to basketball it's, it's games. Winter, like eight months out of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just go to the sporting events. How so? Then how has I don't know what what did you learn as a college basketball player that's translated into coaching? Oh wow, I, a lot. I mean, I I think, you know, I, I thought I knew basketball going into college, and my mind was blown at you know the detail that you learn, um, and you know sharpening of fundamentals and X's and O's, and and really the biggest thing is it was um, the relationships between players and coaches and and vice versa, and, and how important mm-hmm. once you develop those relationships it can be mm-hmm. um, for your success. And so, um, you know, I. I got to sit back and observe a lot of that and and really use that to my advantage as a coach now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's so important to develop those relationships with kids Mm -hmm. and to try to get the most out of them. Um, And I think that's that's paid off for me thus far. So obviously you're a teacher here at Danville, like, but as you were going through Butler, like, was it always like, I want to coach? Like, was coaching like something you absolutely knew you wanted to get into? Yeah, for sure. I, I come from a coaching and teaching family both sides all the way back. So so I kind of knew early on um, that playing, I wasn't probably going to go any further than Butler and, and that coaching was definitely the next step I wanted to take. And I was so ready to, to get out and to teach the game. And, and I really have enjoyed that. I feel like that's my niche is, is coaching. So That's awesome. Um, tell me about the success that Danville's had over the last few years. Um, what do you think, what, what would be some determining factors to that success? Um, you know, we've, I've had great kids and great families and that's, I think, um, an invaluable thing. It's, um, you know, our, our players have really bought into what we want to do and bought into being team players and, and, you know, being unselfish and and having fun together. Um, you know, my first year was tough because I had to lay my foundation. I had to figure out who I was as a coach and, and there were a lot of, of bumps along the way. And, and so, once we got that year out of the way and I kind of figured out my own identity and what I wanted my teams to play like, um, and I added in a couple of fantastic coaches along mm-hmm. the way. Um, you know, Darren Dant is somebody I used to play for, and he has been absolutely huge to the success. And, and you know, I, I owe everything to him. Um, and then I've had, you know, David Lawrence was great for my JV program. I had, I've had Greg Barber step in from the, from the guy's side, and he's been fantastic the last two years. And has taken our JV team to, gosh, probably. I mean, I think they've only got a couple of losses over the last two years. They only had one loss this year, so that's absolutely right. Uh, fantastic. Um, and then I've had, you know, my best friend is on the sidelines with me. She was my point guard in high school. Whitney Halcom, um, Allie Lake has come back and is helping us coach, and so that's been mm-hmm. great too. Having a former player who who knows what we're trying to do, right. um, be a good influence, play some college ball. So. Right. So it's been really cool. I think, you know, a, a head coach and a program is only as good as the assistant coaches around them. Right. Um, and I and I try to make sure that I'm not the only voice that they're hearing, that they've got a lot of other positive influences around them. So. I know that, or at least I assume that you're involved in, like, the rec leagues. Uh, you know, like, I have a daughter who's first grader. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, do you, how do you try and influence those leagues so that you're getting the type of player with the mindset when they get to high school I think you know I've I feel like head coaches could always get more involved it's, it's really tough to fit it into your schedule uh, when you got you're juggling so many other things at the high school but 
Um, we try to get down and, and work with the kids at different clinics, different camps in mm-hmm. the summers. Um, a couple years ago, we did um, a train and play session like every Saturday for about a month and a half. And I'd, I'd like to bring that back mm-hmm. just to kind of instill some of the different fundamentals that we like to see, um, some of the verbiage that we use, teach mm-hmm. them young, mm-hmm. uh, start working on some of the drills that we use because. I mean, even as varsity players, and, and some of them are going to be going to the collegiate level, we're still doing very basic fundamental elementary stuff in practice just because we have to drill it every day. Right. Um, so when we can teach the kids at a young age how to do those things and, right. and build on it through the years, I mean, it, it teaches itself, and mm-hmm. and we have a, a better product once they get to the high school level. I, I may be over-speaking. I feel like did you make a change like uh, on the size of basketball that you wanted the little kids to use? Um, I, it was the height of the goal. Ask? Yeah, that was, I, I, I wanted to um, kind of beef up what they were doing at a little bit of a younger age. And, and I know, you know, kids are they're tiny and they, right. they have trouble getting the basketball out there. But, um, you know, I wanted to I wanted them to learn how to play man and I wanted them to press a little bit younger. And I wanted right. them to, you know, to be able to, to shoot um, with proper form, but mm-hmm. to start extending their range at a younger age. So. Um, you know, just pushing them to be better, mm-hmm. younger, so that they can, you know, ultimately achieve more when they're older. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I have I have kind of pushed that on a little bit. No, I love it. I mean, the, as a dad. The boy side will take, I guess, blame or credit, depending on how, for the smaller balls. And yeah. I think. Well, I think it's alluded, great. See, and we've gotten mixed feedback. I think. I don't care what anybody else. Well, yeah, and that was the thing we've got. We've gotten. I think at the very beginning, because it was a huge change for like Mm -hmm. parents to really grasp. They were it's change. Uh, It's change, right? Yeah. So, but I think the further they've gotten into it, I think they realize like, for me personally, I know at like the kindergarten, first, even second grade level, it's all about just keeping kids interested in basketball. Mm -hmm. You don't want to chase them away, and if they can never get the ball to the rim, right? They're not going to have any fun. I mean, they're not going to enjoy basketball. Like I. Well, I should have done more of my homework. To yeah, that's okay. That's okay. But we've gotten we, the very first week of those little league practices. We got a me and uh, Coach Haney got a text from a buddy of ours saying, "What's with these small balls?" It's like, but I think it's starting. At that to, age, you well, a year yeah, ago, yeah, my daughter sure. could not get it to the rim, and now she's making baskets. And yeah, like running down the court, excited, just happy, like mm-hmm. like she Getting into it. she missed basketball practice yesterday because. Her team was sick, and it was tears. So I mean, like, <laughs> like that's a great feeling, I think, just for the they program. Enjoy so much. And we yeah. realize, like, small ball like that, it's going to be harder to dribble. Like we get that. So uh, it's harder to dribble, but we feel like it's easier to shoot. It's easier to pass. It's probably going to be easier to catch. Right. And if they can actually get good at dribbling a small ball like that, right. imagine what happens when they actually mm-hmm. get to a bigger ball. Their ball handling is going to be that much better. So right. we well, feel like long term it's going to be a yep. better. We'll, we'll move off small balls and talk about, <laughs> um, talk about last season. I mean, that was a pretty awesome season that you guys had. Yeah, it was uh, unexpected. Um, you know, we, we knew we had a, we have a strong senior class this year, which was, you know, obviously the junior class last year. And yeah. And so we, and we had young talent. And so we knew last year was going to be a big year to kind of build up and, and see what we would produce. And um, we were pleasantly surprised to make it that far. We had we were really shaky early on in the season. We we have a really tough opening uh, schedule. I mean, we, we play a lot of 4A teams, mm-hmm. a lot of tough 3A teams. Mm-hmm. And we do that on purpose just to build up for conference and, and for right. later in the season. And so um, we took our lumps early on. I, I was looking – I looked back not long ago – at our at our record and just looking from game to game what it was I was like golly we had a rough start I right. forgot that you know and then 
I think we were 13 and 10 going into sectionals. So, you know, for us to go as far as we did was, right. was very surprising. And we, you know, it takes good health. It takes luck. Right. And, um, and it takes, you know, just a little bit of skill. So right. for us to be able to, to put those three things together and to go as far as we were last year was awesome. Um, you know, now this year pressure's on. And, right. Well, that, that was going to be... an expectation. Yeah, so. I would say that was going to be my next question. So basically you have almost the exact same team returning mm-hmm. mi- minus Cassie Utley, who I thought, she, presence, yeah, yeah. She, I thought she was she big, big, especially yeah. in the regional. Uh, th- those two games stood out mm-hmm. to me. But so how do those expectations and being able to live up to those expectations yeah. carry over to this season? Well, we've, I mean, it's been kind of unspoken. I, I have tried very much so to not put the pressure on the girls. Um, you know, we, we expect to win. We expect a high level and, and I always have told the girls up up till you know postseason, I'm okay with losing as long as we we give mm-hmm. as much effort as possible and we go out you know with our heads held high, and so you know there's been a couple games this year that were that were disappointing, um, but you know going into this season I think they they kind of put some pressure on themselves and I think um, now that sectionals is here I think they're just excited so right. now it's you know that expectation of um, you know let, let's give everything we got let's see how far we can go and and. Um, they know how hard it is to get as far as we did last year. So, so was there like a turning point this season, whether it be a win or a loss? Do you feel like the team either kind of just like here it is, we're going to turn the corner, and you know, or we got to bounce mm-hmm. back? And like, was there that turning point this sure. year? Sure. Um, we started off a little big for our britches. I think we thought we were a lot better than we were because you know we made it to San Luis State last right. year. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I we're know hot how stuff. high school kids get. And, sorry. And um, so. You know, I think uh, we played a really tough Avon game here in that tournament, that mm-hmm. um, fundraiser tournament, and, and uh, that loss crushed our kids. I mean, um, well, just to bring the, the listeners that up. Well, game, right? Yeah, well. Or that was after? Was no, that this now? is. Plainfield was before. Yeah, we, we beat Plainfield, which was the first time we've beaten them since right. I've been here, which was a huge win right. for us. Um, and so then, you know, playing Avon in this in this um, tournament that we had, um, we, we took, um, we should have won it in regulation and, and didn't have a strong fourth quarter. So we got into overtime and we were down and came back and then, um, down one under 10 seconds, uh, get the ball off the court, hit our shooter, Lexi Riggles in the corner, rims out, Addie Riggle or Addie, uh, Collier gets the, the rebound out of the basket, tries to tip it in and gets fouled at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm putting an 80% free throw shooter at the line, down one, no time on the clock. I'm feeling pretty good about our chances to at least make it to double overtime. Referees, you know, they, they circle up yeah. and look at me, look at the, assist, the uh, Avon coach and sprint off the floor. Didn't give us an explanation, nothing. Called the game, sprint off the floor, and that was it. And so it was a very highly emotional game. It was nearly a sold-out crowd. It was awesome, right. awesome environment. And so that was pretty crushing to our kids. And and so um, we turn around and play a Greencastle team, which at the time um, we were projected to win by I think like 16. Right. And absolutely laid an egg. Didn't show up and had I no was at fire. That game. <laughs> had no fire in our eyes. It was one of those where you know you call a timeout and you're you're ripping into them a little bit and absolutely nothing right. is coming from them. And right. so. We knew pretty early on that game that that probably wasn't going to go very well, and we ended up losing by, I think, like 16 or 18, so right. it was awful. Right. Um, but that was a turning point. It was a wake-up call, and I feel like since then we've played pretty good basketball. We've had our you know, ups and downs, but well, we uh, pretty solid. winning uh, the conference outright. Outright in 14 years, yeah. um, and I, I'd have to look back through time, but I, 
I don't know if we've ever gone undefeated in conference. Yeah. Um, one so other time. I can one know, other time. Because I, I was in school when it happened. It was when it was Jess's okay. senior year. So, so oh four. So it must have been that yeah. Yeah. same year. So, yeah, right. okay. same year. So yeah, fourteen years since since we've been able to do that. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's a good testimony to mm-hmm. that regrouping and getting focused after those two losses. Um, you know, we were we were all at that Tri West game. You know, I walked in and it was <laughs> twenty five to four. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll just come back. You know, but I mean, I sat down, but I thought, wow, I this game's over. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand, but uh. I think. Like, that's amazing to your team. Yes, as a coach, you'd rather hold on and oh, just sure. keep thumping. But, I mean, Tri West gave you their best shot. Yeah. Well, that's a very – the, the best word to describe that Tri West team is resilient. I mean, yeah. they are – they fight till the bitter end, and they're, you know, they, they're going to be all over the floor, and they're going to give you everything they have every game. And I really appreciate that out of them and, mm-hmm. and admire, you know, that he's been able to get them to do that. Um, but you know our team, we we battled through some of their runs. We battled through them only being down one. You know from what twenty one right. point lead. Right. Um, and you know Ella Collier is she's a special talent and she stepped up and and uh, got a steal. I think and one mm-hmm. um, late in the game that that basically sealed it for us mm-hmm. and and hit some big free throws. We had a couple big plays from from Addie and from Lexi. So it seems like when we need big plays that those three are ready to step up and mm-hmm. make those plays. And so, um, you know, I, I think coming down the stretch here, I feel good about our chances in tight games. I, I know we're going to have one Friday night. I know we're going to have one Saturday. Um, but I feel good about those things because we have that experience from last year. Mm-hmm. I've got an older group this year, right. you know. So so I have more confident in those, confidence in those situations than, than most coaches, I, I think, have the luxury to. So let's kind of look forward to Friday night. You had your opening round game against Manuel last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, convincing win, uh, something that's always good to have in those opening round wins. What does Indian Creek you know, provide, and what kind of challenges do they have? They're deep. He plays about 10 kids, and, and that's something that um, you know we, we play a solid, lately, eight-man eight rotation right now. Um, and that's something we've just built on the last month. Um, but he's got a shooter um, that has a lot of debt or a lot of range, sorry. Um, and he's got a, a point guard, is a pretty true point guard. And then he's got a a, a little energizer bunny. She's mm. she's small, but she's you know she's fast, she's quick, she can shoot, she can get to the hole. She's a defender, and she kind of fills that three spot for him. And then he's got a, a tough post player inside, so they're well balanced and and deep. Like I said, um, I would I think we have more talent than mm. they do. Um, but you know, it's, it's a, one of those things where if you get us in foul trouble, um, that can really affect how we play. And so, um, but in, in, you know, the flip side of things, I think, you know, if we get a couple of their key players in foul trouble, it's right. huge for them. So, um, it's going to be a great challenge. We've, you know, a couple of years ago, we had a heartbreaker at Indian Creek, uh, at one point loss <laughs> over time. So Matt's not invited. Something I, no. I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget that game. So, and that's the thing I think as coaches, all three of us coaching, you remember the losses. Oh, gosh, like, yeah. It's it's very rare when you are the wins are the very vivid ones. It's Correct. always the losses that like stick out in your mind and you mm-hmm. know, remember every detail and everything, whether you're playing or coaching. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's a I don't know what that is. Like fans, they remember the wins. Yeah. Like, they they know exactly where they were when you know their team won the Super Bowl or something like that. Mm-hmm. But those losses oh, yeah. it's like as a coach or well, players. It's, 
It's kind of funny because going back to that game, so just to fill everybody in, um, we're in <laughs> overtime and down one. Or, well, up – actually – I think you were up four. Up five. Yeah. Under mm-hmm. 26 seconds. And just the craziest slew of events happens. I mean, we, they got an offensive rebound off of a – or they got a long rebound off of our free throw, go down – had a, hit a, a layup, and then we come back down. They got another run out and an and one situation. What, she hit the free throw? She, I, I don't I know. I can't remember all of it. it I, from what I remember, there was a turnover, run out, and one free th- Like, going to the line to possibly tie it. Sorry. They're up down. Four, so you were up four. They got the layup plus the foul. So she's going to the line to put, put them down one. Free throw comes off, miss. They get it back, get fouled on the putback. Yeah, which was not a foul. I so, want to clarify. <laughs> That's pretty get bad. Get fouled on the, the putback to it goes tie in. it. It goes in. Then they hit the free throw to yeah. go up one. So you so go we from down up one four to down one with within like, like a 10-second span. One point something to mm-hmm. go. And so and it, what's hilarious is, okay, I was, so now that you know kind of the right. scenario. Right, right. I was an Uber driver for about two months, right? And I'm, I'm driving this Everybody guy. Everybody was an Uber driver for two months. I, yeah, right. I pick up this guy downtown to take him home, and um, he had had a few drinks, you know, so he's talking away. He's, oh, I'm a basketball coach. I was like, oh, me too, as so we start talking. And we start talking about girls' basketball and the sectionals and everything. He's like, oh, my gosh, did you hear about that game? Oh, no. <laughs> where this this team was, like, they were up, and then and then they got an and one at the end, and it was a terrible call. They never should have called it. And then right. she hit the free throw, and that team lost. And I was like, yeah, man, that was my game. <laughs> he was like, you're kidding. You guys screwed them over so bad. I said, no, buddy, we lost. He's like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. <laughs> he said, that game's on YouTube. It's all over YouTube. I was oh, like, you're no. kidding me. So, yeah, I guess it, it was on YouTube, and it was like the talk of, of – all kinds of coaches all across the state. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I was That's just like brutal. salt in the wound. You know, it's like a month after that happened, and so I'm still depressed about it. And yeah. so I don't blame you because there, Coach Barber, he's been around forever. He's, I mean, he still talks about all the the losses. Like, oh yeah. It's so, just, all right. So I'll ask you both, basketball coaches. Um, you know, so in soccer, which is what I coach, we don't get a timeout. So what's going on is just going on, and there's no way of stopping things. So in basketball, I mean, if you have a timeout, you're able to regroup or maybe yeah, right. So yeah. how 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 do you stop a what you see is like just kind of going oh my gosh what just happened kind yeah, of yeah like like how do you stop how do you regroup your team? It just depends. Like if you're still ahead, I always just remind them of that. Like listen, you guys are ahead right now. Mm-hmm. You still have the lead, whether you have the ball or not. You still have the lead. Like now, if you're down. It's a little different. Like, it's kind of just, for me, it's, you know, they did it to you. You can turn around and do it right back to them. It's yeah. one of those situations. But it's hard, especially with high school kids. They're Yeah, they're emotional. Yeah, they're fragile. Well, they, they uh, you know, it's like, it's such a game of runs. Right. So it's so easily easy to either go on one or get one run on you. So it's, sometimes it's, it's calling a timeout and ripping into them a little bit and mm-hmm. waking them up. Right. Sometimes it's calling a timeout and calming them down and, and say, relax, you know. And sometimes it's about, okay, we really need to score here. Let's set something up. So, so- something like soccer would kill mm-hmm. me not being oh able to, to intervene in those situations because, <laughs> right. you know, most of these kids, 
if you stop them and you ask them, I mean, sometimes they know, like, what should you do in this scenario? Right. Sometimes they know. Right. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> Not so much. And then especially when you add, you know, pressure and you add, right. you know, a, a situation on the floor and it's on the fly. Right. I mean, it's it's tough. And it's tough for a coach to call sometimes. And it's right. especially tough for a player. Right. So the special kids that really understand situations are hard to find. Right. Yeah, and you so gotta... if you can find two or three of them on the floor at the same time, it's like a gold mine. I mean, right. Coaches, you know. coaches on the floor. That's right. what I mean. That's what you call them. Right. I mean, you need coaches out on the floor because it's hard for me because being the freshman coach, I don't have an assistant. Mm-hmm. So assistant coaches can't become, bounce ideas off anybody. Yeah, I mean, assistant Quit coaches. Rubbing it in, man. They have maybe if my wife's listening to this, she'll let me do it next year. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's one of those. It's like that's where assistant coaches, like you said, a great mm-hmm. staff helps you out like they're seeing the other things that you're not focused on right or because you do tunnel as a coach, vision, you, do. Yeah. you get you get yeah, tunnel vision sure. and it's like you're concentrating on other things and you don't see the whole picture yeah. sometimes so like you said either coaches on the floor or great assistants and stuff like that they're huge they're unbelievably Absolutely. huge yeah, all right i asked uh, haney this i'll ask you is it ever worth it getting a technical as a coach I've only gotten one since I've been here, and it wasn't even worth it. It was ridiculous. I said, call the game fair, and he... No, I understand that, but do you ever me feel tech, like there's a time where it's like... I, I mean, m- Me, personally, I'll say no. Because, yeah. I, I don't know, I, there are certain coaches, and the way that they coach, um, and the way that their kids... Like, you'll have certain identities of teams mm-hmm. that can get fired up about mm-hmm. something like that yeah. and go out and just destroy... And, and I'll say most of the time in, in girls' athletics, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I think you there are certain times, you know, certain types of girls where you'll be like, okay, this will fire them up. But right. I've never had a team like that. Usually I can just call a timeout and, and get into them a little bit and fire them up. So right. I'm going no, to say no. I say it also depends on the coach. No, I get that. I get that. Well, yeah, I mean, earlier in the year, Coach Barber got one, and he didn't even get his money's worth for, for it either, like – but I forget which game it was. It was here at home, I think. I forget. No, it was over at Plainfield. And he didn't even get his money's worth as far as, you know, yelling at the ref or anything like that. But I think our guys responded to it a little bit. Uh, I think he got one over at Cloverdale last year. And that was a good team. Went over there and beat Cloverdale on their home floor. And I think our guys respond to stuff like that, at least this year's team. Some, like she said, I mean, right. some – some guys just, I mean, it's right. right over their head. They don't yeah. understand what the coach is doing, right. or they don't understand like the coach is going to bat for you. Yeah, right. if it's a situation I'm, I'm fighting like that, for a call. I'm fighting for you guys right, right now. If it's a situation like that where you know you're trying to protect your kids or whatever, yeah. then sure, it's worth it because I think right. the kids respect that. But you know, sometimes coaches let their anger get to them to a point where it's detrimental, and then you know you just costed your team a possession and, and I gave understand them points. That point too. Yes. And I've I've seen coaches lose games for their teams because yeah. of it. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I try. Uh, officials are human, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, and you know, just as much as I'm going <laughs> to screw up as a coach, like yeah. they're going to screw up. And you know, the only time I really have trouble is if something's like blatant, and and you're just not calling it because for whatever reason, right? You know, but I usually try to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I, I get intense in moments, and I'll yell, holler, but when they come over, I'll just talk to them, like, "What did you see there?" Right. You know. How do so, you? Let me ask you this: How do you pre-game with a ref? I, I joke with them a little bit, um, kind of loosen it up. I think it's important that they see that side of me so they don't just think I'm just a, a raging woman on the sideline right. and I'm throwing my fist in the air. But um, 
But no, I, I always try to just kind of make it joke and loosen things up before the game because some of them come in, they're so rigid and they're so focused and they, they just want to set the tone and like, I'm in control here, right, you yeah. know? And so it's like, <laughs> all right, you know, let's, let's remember this is high school right. and it's a girls basketball game, you know? Right. This, this isn't professional, so. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's important. I just treat them like they're my grandmother, sir. If we have a woman official, ma'am, yeah. I tell my oh, players. So you say your grandma, sir? No, <laughs> so like you got to be very. I, I, you try to be as polite as you can. Right. Ask them. No, I as get Politely that. as you can. Speaking of though, Jess almost got a technical last night. She told Did me. Did she? Yeah, she was pretty Good intense. Cool. Pregnant woman. Pregos yeah, is coming think, out. Yeah, it was. She was not happy. She but better watch her blood winning. pressure. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that would be my luck. She's going to go into labor yeah, during one of her right games that I'm court. not at. It would be the most epic tech ever, though. Yeah, it would. That would be. That re- <laughs> it might go down in the books. Could you, be, could you be, imagine being that official that teed up a pregnant woman? Yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't go over well. Yeah. But. Uh, let's kind of wrap up. Let me ask you this question. Do you... Like, have a coach that you admire that you really try and emulate? Or have you read, like, a book on, from a coach that's, like, you know, your go-to? I've taken things. I think every coach that I've played for, I've, I've taken things from them. Um, I think highly of, of Pat Summit and Gino Ariema and what they've mm-hmm. built. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Stevens, I, I got to know him on a personal level. And his demeanor and the way he coached the game was just – out of this world. I've never seen a coach like that. He, yeah, right. he's unreal. Just so he's calm and you know, just has conversations with his players, but he gets the most out of them and he knew the right times to get, you know, excited about things. Right. And, um, it's just an absolute basketball brain. So took a lot of things from them and, and I've also taken, you know, the what not to do mm-hmm. things. Yes. And I think honestly I've learned more of what not to do by just watching different different coaches and my own coaches in college mm-hmm. um, that I've applied and um, you know, that I think back to, and it's funny cause you know, I, I, I didn't have a, a great experience in college, um, playing wise. And so I feel like I can relate to any different kid on my team, no matter if they play zero minutes or every minute of the game for me, I feel like I can relate to them. Cause I, I was on top of the world in high school and then, you know, I, I had to play behind somebody else in college. And so, um, so I've been everywhere, you know, in, in every spot. And so, um, you know, I was a, I was the coach from the bench a lot as I got older in college, and so I got a different view from you know that perspective and learned a lot of observing the game. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I think I've taken a lot of from different coaches and right. different aspects of the game. Cool. Yeah. Well, so would you say like so Danville sports in general the last what at least two years have had a lot of success, not mm-hmm. just, you know, the basketball program, but I mean, obviously with the, yeah, the fall sports, you know, you have girls, soccer, uh, volleyball and football, football winning sectionals, obviously, you got you some know, wrestlers rain, right now. Wrestling. So there's a lot of success going mm-hmm. on with Danville sports. Do you take from other sports as well? Like, have you been able to like either go to practice or go to games or pick, pick the brain of some other coaches around here that have helped. Yeah, I've, I've talked to um, Lauren Thomas quite a bit from for uh, our volleyball coach, and we kind of bounce ideas off of each other. I mean, even in the preseason, how, how you train and, and what you're doing and how much do you do and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I'll, I'll come over and watch some of your guys' practice and, um, you know, something that I've taken from – from your practice is, you know, the routine and, and kids knowing what they're doing and they, they transition from drill to drill so seamlessly. And I think that's really awesome. Um, that's something that you guys have created. And so, so sure, I take ideas and I think, you know, it, it doesn't have to be sport specific. You can take 
um, you know, tips from every coach that you watch and, and apply it to whatever sport you're coaching. And I think it's, I think we definitely have something special going on here at Danville and it's really exciting to have the success in the school. I mean, it just, it just breeds excitement no matter what sports winning or, you know, when you can have that success in every season, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty cool to see and, and just gets, gets you that much more hyped up to do something yourself. So. Awesome. All right. What's your go-to movie? Go-to movie. Talking like sports movie? No, Either or. Movie. Whatever you want to... Well, if we're going sports it. movie, I love Hoosiers. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Um, I've gotten to play on that court, oh, and nice it sound. was awesome. Nice. Played in the Hickory All-Star Classic there, and it was cool. it was freaking cool. Wow. And it was really great because it takes you like fr- five strides to get down the court, <laughs> you know? But uh, that was that was pretty awesome. Um, and let's see... Uh, you know, I gotta go with Bridesmaids as one of my okay. all-time favorite okay. movies. Yes. I can quote just about the whole thing. Okay, love it. Awesome. Bad Moms is also a great one. <laughs> so I'm definitely in for the lighthearted humor. Yes, I, that's that's what I love. Favorite pizza. Favorite pizza. Like toppings, to get it. toppings. or or oh, yeah, what's your favorite place to go to get a slice of pizza? Oh, I love pepperoni pizza. Okay, um, solid. I love deep dish pizza. Yeah, so okay. if I'm going like real Chicago style, probably Giordano's. Have you ever um, eaten at Lou Malnati's? Yes, I have. No, I think that's the Where's best. that at? That's it's Chicago. in Chicago. Oh, okay. You know, that's Chicago. authentic Chicago Dude, it's pizza. freaking amazing. It is really good. We should do a Cubs game this it's summer. It's the... <laughs> Just eat the pizza. It's super cheesy. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, favorite ice cream? Oh, gosh. This is tough. I think I'm going to keep it pretty generic. Go cookies and cream. Okay. I'm okay with that. Although I, I went to, you know, I've been to Handles um, over the summer. It what added is, to my love Handles. What is Handles? Um, Handles is a is a uh, ice cream place up in uh, it's up in Fishers. Okay. And it is. Um, I have been there. Out of that, out of the world. Okay, man. I have. Been so there. good, and they've got all these different combinations, and oh, it's just you gotta go. That's so gotta amazing. Go. Trying to think if there's anything else we need to know. I don't know, but thank you. Yeah, no very problem. much. Thanks for having me, guys. We really appreciate it. I was, I was nervous, but this is this was really fun. We're pretty chill it. guys. Yeah. yeah. Too easy. I'd be happy to come back whenever you want me to. If I if I passed, that's what that's you, for sure. You would pass. <laughs> All right, signing off. <laughs> Thanks, Peace. everybody.